0: So, Welcome back. This is part two of a three-part interview series. Back in episode 10, I interviewed my friend, Kate Matheson, who is a business coach for health and wellness entrepreneurs, mostly brick and mortar. And she has this really, really amazing gift for helping practitioners hone in on their messaging. So in episode 10, I'd casually mentioned, Hey, it'd be fun to have someone on live to kind of go back and forth and like work through, like see what it looks like in real life, in real, real time to work through messaging with one of your students and three amazing, brave women volunteered. So last week's episode, if you didn't catch it was with a nutritionist named Valerie. And this week's episode is going to be going over messaging back and forth with my friend, Morgan Adams, who is a sleep coach for women And her business is pretty much all virtual. So I think it's kind of cool that we've got like some brick and mortar and some virtual. So let's dive in to listen to Morgan's episode. I think you will take a lot out of it. Even if you are a brick and mortar only clinic, I think you'll learn a lot from just hearing how Kate walks through this messaging process. Welcome to Holistic Marketing Simplified, a podcast for health and wellness professionals looking to simplify their marketing. I'm your host, Molly Cahill, and this podcast is brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for $100 off. You can find full show notes, resources, and more at mollykahill.com slash podcast. We have Morgan. Hi, Morgan. Thank you so much for being our getting pig. Morgan is a sleep coach, which is cool because it's like, Hey, everybody, uh, everybody's problems could probably also be solved with their sleep, right? <laughs> Um, Morgan is a very. You do a great job on your Instagram, I think, and a great job online. So this is going to be exciting to dive in. Thank you. Yeah. So you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what's troubling you today, Morgan. <laughs> what can we help you with?
1: It's a therapy session. I'm on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, my name is Morgan Adams. I am based in Richmond, Virginia, and I am a holistic sleep coach for women. I've been doing this for almost two years. My my business is called the Morgan Adams wellness. And I, you know, really just feel like something is not landing completely mm-hmm. as like, I feel like the clients that I do get are really good matches for me. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm doing a good job attracting the right clients. I think because I share a lot of holistic wellness content on my Instagram Uh, people look at my stuff, not just for sleep, but for other things too, like continuous glucose monitor exercise, like the whole, it's like the whole package of wellness. So I think that the clients who come to me are already very um, health-minded themselves. A lot of Mm -hmm. them already go to naturopaths, functional medicine doctors. Mm -hmm. So I I often feel like I don't have to do a lot of educating on basic health stuff, which is kind of nice, Mm -hmm. but the, I don't have like a, a, constant influx of clients Mm -hmm. right now. It's kind of like, it's kind of low and it's never really been, um, a high amount of clients at once. I mean, I don't want to be overwhelmed obviously, Mm -hmm. but I do, I would love to get more clients and I feel like something is just not landing and I can't, I can't put my finger on it.
2: Cool. Well, we'll get into it because you had mentioned And I will say this, you know, you had mentioned in your, in your email to me that like, you know, not everybody really knows what a sleep coach is. And so that can kind of be, you know, that can feel like a bit of a a challenge. And you had mentioned just like how to talk about what you do and what sleep coaching is in a clear and compelling way. Like, does that feel like sometimes the challenge for you?
1: Yeah, sometimes it does. Yeah. Because sleep coaching is a relatively new field Mm -hmm. and maybe, sometimes I forget that not everyone understands what we do. Mm-hmm. So I suppose I could be more clear. in in my messaging, I do talk quite a bit about insomnia. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, I didn't share is that I did have insomnia for eight years mm-hmm. and I was dependent on prescription medications for that. And so I'm very open about that in my messaging on my website. And I do feel like there is a certain contingent of clients who are attracted to that. They've told me in retrospect, like I got you, like, it seemed like you would understand my, my plight. Mm -hmm. And, um, they, they either are wanting to get off meds or they're trying to prevent themselves from going on meds. So Mm -hmm. that's why they, why why they end up coming to me. So I do think I, I bring, I mean, there definitely are other sleep coaches who've had insomnia for sure, but I feel like, it does make me stand out a little bit in the space that I've Mm -hmm. gone through it myself
0: and your breast cancer story too. Right. I mean, yes.
1: I've had breast cancer twice in four years, the past four years. So um, there's that element, although, you know, there, I don't talk about it as much as I used to, Mm -hmm. but you know, there is like, you can see that I've had health challenges that I've overcome and I've come out better on the other side. So, yeah.
2: Yes. Okay. Um, and this is why I was excited to talk to you because I feel like you have so many pieces that are, are, that are actually working for you right now. Like, I think you are pretty clear in in who you work with and you do like, you know, how I was saying there's sort of like the two pieces of messaging, you connecting with them and them connecting with you. I think you do have like, you know, the, you connecting with them, but we can clarify it a little bit. And you kind of also have them connecting with you, right? You say people have like chosen to work with you because of your your story. So they're resonating with that. I think maybe we want to, one, amp it up a little bit, just give you a way to chat about it that feels just like clear and concise. But I'm curious if you find there's sort of like, a credibility piece that can sometimes feel missing because you had mentioned like you're a sleep coach, but there's also like therapists and doctors and things like that. So do you find that that's a a part of it or or not really?
1: No one's actually outright said that to me, but it's just something that I've thought about Mm -hmm. because I think that the natural like progression that I think happens when somebody has a sleep problem is they go to their primary care doctor primary care doctor either gives them a sleeping pill or hands them a list of sleep hygiene tips, neither of which is really addressing the root cause. Yeah. And so if, if the patient returns to the primary care doctor and says, Hey doc, none of the, none of these things are really that helpful. I feel like the doctor refers to a sleep specialist. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the doctor doctors, I mean, I'm trying to do this locally, but it's mm-hmm. really hard. <laughs> um. I don't think doctors really know sleep coaches are available. Yeah. And so they don't really like, I'm not in their head of like, oh, let's, let's like refer you to a sleep coach. Mm -hmm. Part of what I do in the beginning of the coaching, or actually it's really the discovery call that I do this quite honestly, is I try to screen for other sleep disorders through a Mm -hmm. questionnaire Mm -hmm. because I don't want to get into a situation where uh, somebody signs up to work with me and. I come to find out they have a sleep disorder that I'm not qualified to deal with. So right. I have to really, I'm very open about wanting to stay in my lane. Mm-hmm. Like I'm dealing with uh, optimizing sleep and insomnia. Yeah. You know, but unfortunately what I've seen come up a lot, sleep apnea is really a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I've had clients come to me and we find out through working together, they have sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. So I, and, and they also have insomnia. So I have to refer them out. So yeah, there's, I definitely am doing very, you know, doing my, my utmost to get these folks to different practitioners when they're not a suitable for me to see.
2: And and that's like what we want, right? It's like, we want everybody to have their lane, but for everyone also to be very clear on what that lane is. So then patients know as well, and other practitioners. So I love what you're doing. And the fact that it's like, you can then refer to, to, you know, people who are better suited for sleep apnea, but then let's figure out when you are best suited for people. So you said optimizing their sleep and insomnia, that's really your thing. So tell me a little bit more about like, what is their current situation? Like, what does insomnia look like for them? Yeah.
1: They, they usually come in at their wits end. They're usually like, I've tried all the things I can recall, um, one client having gone to a therapist Mm -hmm. who put her through, um, a course of cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia. And the client was just broken, (laughs) broken down like, oh gosh, you know, she was so stressed out because Mm -hmm. the, the doctor wanted her to stay up to like 1.00 AM. And the patient, my client was like, crying on her way to work. Cause she didn't have enough sleep. And that's when she found me, she's like, I needed someone else. So then another client went to a sleep doctor who was not mm-hmm. very helpful. So sometimes they've already, like, I would say half the time, at least they've tried other professionals yeah. that didn't work out for them. Um, but then there are a lot of people who they've done the DIY approach. Mm-hmm, they've just mm-hmm. like a laundry list of th- uh, interventions they've tried on themselves. Like what? Uh, Maybe sleeping pills, uh, CBD, Mm, um, melatonin. melatonin, melatonin. (laughs) Uh, You know, they've like got their blackout curtains. Blue light (laughs)
0: blockers. Yeah, they've like
1: you know they they they. um, I had a really interesting lady who was a nutritionist. She's a functional diagnostic nutritionist, and she was. I mean, her diet was impeccable, and what what I helped her understand was that your diet isn't creating your insomnia; it's your Mm -hmm. anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know, so helping people really like get out of their, they have blinders on, they have blind spots and helping them see that what they thought originally was the cause in their insomnia, really, it wasn't. Um, and That's really good
2: right there, by the way.
1: Okay. Yeah. And quite frankly, most of the people that I see are dealing with a significant amount of anxiety and stress. So Mm -hmm. I'm having to weave a lot of mindfulness into what we do Mm -hmm. as well.
2: Okay. I love this. I just want to go back to, oh yes. So all of these DIY approaches, like we've all heard them, Molly and I were listing them all off. Like we know them. Um, so why don't those necessarily work for people?
1: Well, I think it's because there's not a quick fix for insomnia. It's Mm -hmm. a, it's a very multi-layered approach. And sometimes, um, they're going to bed at the wrong time, getting up at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of the things that people do to deal with their insomnia actually perpetuate their insomnia and Mm -hmm. they don't realize it. Um, so the CBTI methodology, which I incorporate brings that to the surface. So we are altering bedtimes and wake times, things that they can do in bed things they can't do in bed. So it's, 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 it can be a fairly regimented process.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, So they haven't, they haven't usually gone down that route because it's, it's slightly hard to do by yourself. Yeah.
0: Okay. Follow-up question. You said things they don't realize are making their insomnia worse. Do you want to list out some of those examples? Mm, That's
1: good. Yeah. Like, um, having more caffeine to stay alert, sleeping in, taking naps, (laughs) going to bed really, really early to, uh, hopefully, you know, get a, a full night's sleep. Um, Ooh, I, go to,
2: I do that
0: sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, not me being guilty of the, I don't go to bed really early, but the other things so I'm like, mm. <laughs> like, sc- like um, waking up at 3.00 AM um, being
1: anxious and then trying to relieve the anxiety by scrolling Instagram, mm. you know?
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All like, these So things. many good things. Oh my God. Like going back to, I, I get you statements. You have so many things that are like, would be just amazing for it. So I, I like, can't wait to try and put this all together for you. So what are some of the like two to three main benefits or results or outcomes that you have seen or your clients have seen after going through these processes with you?
1: Yeah, I would say the the main thing is which, which is what they come to me for is they are getting a better night of quality sleep on a more consistent basis. Their Mm -hmm. sleep is more regular. There's not as many like feast or famine types of situations. Mm -hmm. And then because of that, they are able to have more energy during the day, better mood. Things are just going better for better for them during the day. Their life is running more smoothly.
2: I was just going to say life runs better when you get a good sleep, right? That's
0: I was just going to say too, do you feel like oftentimes like sleep is either a scene is like, well, that's not sexy. Give me like a cool supplement or something. Yes. (laughs) Like, it's like, oh, don't tell me to get sunshine and drink water and sleep. Like, no, I was looking for a fancy new supplement. So I feel like sometimes it almost is like so obvious that people think that it's not an issue. Does that resonate at all or no? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: some of the interventions that I, like one of my top two interventions is you know, getting sunlight in the morning
2: Mm. and
1: having a consistent wake up time, those are the most unsexy things out there. So when people are regular with those things, they often see quite a bit of improvement.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I don't want to put like words in your mouth. I just know, like, for example, this morning I was literally on a group call with my health coach Mm -hmm. and one of the women on the call, like, she's like, I'm having a better day today. I got a lot, like, there's a lot of her, her issue with sleep. I feel like there's so much anxiety, especially around people who are insomniacs. Like -hmm. when it comes, it gets closer to bedtime. Mm -hmm. They start to get anxious. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's very common.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. And so like you had mentioned initially, like, you know, other people work with insomnia as well, right? There's sleep doctors, there's um, therapists even. So how do you find that you or your approach is different than some of those?
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like. Mine is a lot more. I mean, I can't, I can't say for sure. Cause I haven't been in these other people's shoes, yeah. but I really tailor things to the person. And I really have like a multifaceted approach. You know, I'm looking at their, their diet and their exercise and their, their daily patterns, their bedroom, what's going on um, in their lives. And I'm not sure the, I'm not sure to what extent a doctor would be honing in on all of those things. Mm -hmm. Another thing about the the coaching that I think really shines is that you are accessible a lot more easily than a doctor. So Mm -hmm. I have with my sleep coaching, we work through something that I'm sure y'all both know it's, it's called practice better Mm -hmm. and you can message people back and forth. And I tell my clients, you know, like, you can message me anytime if you have questions if if you're struggling so that they always feel like they can reach out and mm-hmm. get an answer pretty pretty immediately whereas with like with a doctor it's like you know it's harder to get i mean these sleep doctors they they are they're they're overextended there're not many sleep doctors to to provide services for all the people who have insomnia there's waiting lists months long mm-hmm. so if you have insomnia and you have a sleep doctor you're not going to hear from them if you have a problem within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe some, I mean, I'm just, but I'm just thinking of like most sleep doctors out there probably don't have the accessibility factor.
2: Yeah. I love that because that can be seen as a, a, I don't know, maybe insignificant thing, but when I'm thinking about it as like your approach, like I'm thinking about it in language terms, it's like, you know, I'm not putting you on a month's long wait list to see a specialist. That's just going to give you a, a prescription that you don't want to, or need to be on. Right. I'm a real person who has really gone through this and I'm really here for you every step so that we can look at your daily patterns, really see what's going on and start to make, you know, lasting change. So you can get a good night's sleep, feel less anxious, blah, 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 blah right. But anyway, I love that for your part of your approach because People will be like, yeah, I don't want to be on a month-long wait list just to, to get that right. Is there anything else you don't do that you're like, mm, that doesn't resonate with me, or that's not my style? I, you know, I, you know, I see maybe doctors doing it or therapists doing it, but that's just like not my style or other sleep coaches or
1: hmm. That's a good question. Well, I mean, I guess based on one of my clients' feedback that I just mentioned, the the mm-hmm. sleep doctor basically had her on this very regimented schedule of, um, I mean, she was following CBTI, which is, you know, one of the basis is compressing sleep Mm -hmm. um, to make it more high quality. And there's a formula, it's a mathematical formula you follow. Um, And so this client was supposed, was given directions to go to bed at one Mm o'clock and I mean, and get five hours of sleep because she was spending, she was, they were trying to consolidate her sleep. They were trying Mm -hmm. to get like things worked out and, I mean, I just feel like, hmm, in many ways, it seems kind of inhumane to mm. follow it to the T all the time. And yeah. basically my client asked the doctor, like, this is really um, distressing to me. I cried on the way to work. Can mm. we, can we recalibrate the schedule and make it so that I can go to bed a little earlier? And the doctor was just not willing to bend. It was like her way of the highway. And I, and that, to me, hearing my client tell me that, that was like a huge lesson for me in the future, if I get tempted to like be very stringent with these women, like it's going to backfire. They're going to cry. Like I don't want. They're
2: already I, feeling stressed. Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. want to
1: contribute to their anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. I my job is to help alleviate that. So yeah, yeah. Um, but then again, and that's an end of one. That's one therapist. So, yeah, yeah. And and it's.
2: I was gonna say it's never about saying like people other people do this and i do this but when you start to point out um examples of what someone might have experienced before that you don't do or examples of what you do do again people can start to resonate with your approach and be like yeah i vibe with that because i was on a super rigid schedule that left me more stressed and anxious and i really want my stress to be alleviated right so when you say like my style is not about leave, you know, giving you rigid schedules that leave you more stressed and anxious. I'm here to help alleviate your stress by creating, you know, custom tailored routines that like we can adapt into your lifestyle or whatever it might be. These are all really good things. You, oh, you made me think of something else for you. Ah, uh, yes. So you have been doing this for two years and you Dealt with insomnia for eight years yourself. Is that right? Yes. So this has been like a decade-long process for you.
1: Well, yeah. The, well the insomnia happened like 17 years ago.
2: Ah, okay.
1: So there was a, so a even long,
2: longer than <laughs>
1: there was a long, there was a long gap between the insomnia stopping and me um doing sleep coaching.
2: Yeah. So. And so how long? Because I want to create a bit of credibility for you, and time or or numerical data is like the easiest way to do that, right? Of uh, to create quick credibility for you. So I'm curious, like, yeah, how long have you been studying, practicing, and guiding people on sleep? Those three things together.
1: Two years. When I say I fixed the insomnia, like I didn't. Well, it's kind of a two part story, like. Seventeen years ago, I just t- I tapered off my sleeping pills, and mm-hmm. that was that. Like that was all I did. oh, oh okay. Lickety split. I mean, it wasn't lickety split. It was difficult um, to do. Sorry, it wasn't seventeen years ago. It was. I was on the pills for for eight years, and then eight years ago was when I. Sorry, I okay. it was when oh. I was when I stopped taking the pills. Yeah, and then when the pandemic hit right in March of twenty twenty. I started to have sleeping problems again, they mm-hmm. resurfaced. And that's when I started researching sleep because I didn't want to take pills anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to go back to taking pills after being off of them for like, you know, six years.
2: Yeah. 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 Um,
1: so that got me interested in the science of sleep and it became so <clears throat> passionate, like such a passionate subject for me that I was like, I have to make this into something where I'm helping people on a larger scale.
2: hmm yeah. I love it. So it's very interesting that you were so, so easy for you to like, why do you think that you were just so able to taper off? I mean, no, no, it wasn't easy, but taper off the, the pills.
1: Um, I think because like my, my husband who was my new boyfriend then mm-hmm. was really supportive. I had somebody in my corner who was like, he was the one who brought up the fact that he felt uncomfortable with the fact that I was like, a zombie when I took the pills mm-hmm. and he's like, Hey, you know, you kind of act like a zombie when you take these pills and it's freaking me out. And it, that was like a wake up call. That was like someone calling me out. Like, this is not right. This is yeah. not good for you. And so that was like the, the impetus to get me to like really take it seriously mm-hmm. and um, get off the pills. Cause I've tried, I had tried before, but I always went back to them. Mm-hmm.
2: I love. It. I mean, I again. I didn't really look at your your story piece, but if you say you share it a lot, that's amazing because you have a story that is so um like it would resonate so much with with people. So I'm not surprised that others would would say that that's why they came yeah. to work with you.
1: Just to kind of chime in, I've been on about 40 podcasts in the past year. Oh my gosh, where I've shared that story.
0: Okay, there's that. Speaking of podcasts, Amy Porterfield just recently had. Um, I'll have to pull up his name. And he talks about a conversion story versus an origin story and like Mm -hmm. the little nuances in the two of those things. And I got a lot from that episode. So we'll link that in the show notes.
1: Well, I guess my my point to that was, um, and I don't think I wrote this in the email, Kate, but Mm -hmm. because I've been on so many podcasts, I really thought that was going to be um, a strategy to get more discovery calls.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And it's gotten one discovery call. Interesting. And, um, you know, I've, that's been like, "Mm, okay, what's, what's going on here. Cause I tell the story and then I give like tons of sleep advice and the Mm -hmm. podcast host will often say, I've gotten great feedback about your podcast. It's been downloaded a lot, but then like, where's the, Mm -hmm. like, you know, where's the (laughs) ROI on
2: that? Okay. (laughs) Before we, before I ask my last question and before yeah. we get into the, like, we will sum it all up. Um, there's been a couple of things I've been thinking about for you as we've been going through this one, you know, for sure messaging can always be improved. Like, I think there's always ways to improve it, but I honestly don't think yours is that is bad right now. Like I think you have a have quite a bit of clarity around it. So sometimes when the messaging is like there, or mostly there and you're still not seeing things. It's actually, there's two other little pieces to it. One is maybe you're not getting in front of enough people or the right people, but you've been on 40 plus podcasts. So it's probably not that. The other piece is like, Maybe the sales system after the call to action, this the kind of sales piece is not quite as strong. So even for example, Molly saying, you know, Kate, do you want your, your masterclass to be, you know, promoted on this? Like I generally don't send people to my website. I generally don't have them book a free call. I generally send them to my masterclass because I know it's like a really clean system that leads people to working with me. Not to say you have to have a masterclass, but then I see the ROI. Um it's an e- so I feel like maybe that could be it for you. But the and then the last piece that I think we actually didn't touch on it so much because now I'm seeing that it might be the piece for you is you said in, in the podcast, okay you share your story, boom, that's going to resonate with people. And then I gave all kinds of education and tips. Education and tips are super great and it's nice to do that on podcasts. But what actually gets clients i find is not the education but the information. and so i find informational stuff it's what i call like the mythbusters, the like truth bombs, the things that shift people and make them realize that what they're doing is not helping them and why they might like the mistakes, the myth con- misconceptions, the myths. so all the stuff that you were saying about like the DIY approaches, why those don't work, um, all the other things, basically like why, what they're thinking, doing, believing is not supporting them and what they want to be thinking, doing, believing instead. And then again, you say, this is why, well, I do it this way. Right. But I feel like that could be something to maybe amp up a little bit more for you is like, Again, we don't want to berate people on their mistakes, but you really need to make people understand why their current situation is their current situation, but why it doesn't have to be. And I think mistakes, myths, misconceptions, those it's like the more you focus on those, the more you'll actually get clients. I see it all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: And um, I guess, you know, for some podcasts that gets brought to the surface because the pod a lot of times it's what the podcaster asks, like, mm-hmm. what are the top mistakes you're seeing people make? Or um, but I do I do try to provide each podcast guest with a list of questions that I'm usually asked. And it's, you know, maybe I need to change that list of questions because a lot of the I like to focus in on women and sleep. Like why mm-hmm. are women struggling with sleep more than men and in mm-hmm. midlife especially um so Quick yeah. question.
0: What's usually the, sorry, if you covered this, what's usually the call to action in the podcast? Like if they let you have a free download or like something like that from the episode,
1: well, there's been an iteration. So in okay. the beginning I had something called the sleep sanctuary checklist, which I now is now no longer. It was my, it was my lead magnet and it was very weak. Like mm-hmm. it was like a checklist of things to look for in your bedroom. And I realized that was weak. I got rid of it. Um, so the call to action had been that. It had also been book a free clarity call. And now over the past month and a half, I've had, I've been saying, take my free mini course, the, the sleep mm-hmm. reset solution. And the mini course. I mean, I don't think, I really don't think any podcasts have been out since I made that call to action. Oh, okay. So we'll see what happens, but, oh. um, but the course has been downloaded a lot. I mean, people, a lot of people have signed up for it, um, I do some talks for other health coaches and their private communities, and that's generated a lot of interest in me and mm-hmm. my account and my course, but it hasn't, like, we haven't quite seen those result in discovery calls. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, so I think a lot of it too, is going back to like what we talked about with Valerie and the nutrition piece. It's like, the, you know, there are the people who, especially if you're getting a higher level of person who kind of knows, it's like, I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. It, do you feel yeah. like you get those people too? Yes, I do. Yeah, I definitely like, do. They, I'm like the word partner comes to mind. Like I'm your partner on this. Like I'm yeah. here.
1: Yes. That's I, where, the, not that, to say
0: shame on you. You didn't do what I said, but you're like, okay, this isn't supportive of your lifestyle. Why? Okay. Then yeah. let's find something that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's where like the true coaching comes in. And that's where, you know, because you're right. Like a lot of these clients, they know what to do. Like they're very high level they know the right things, but they're just like, Oh, okay. I was scrolling again.
2: Yeah.
1: And, you know, and they need somebody to just kind of look be looking over their shoulder Mm -hmm. and checking in on them. And once they develop the habit, it's a lot easier to kind of just be on autopilot.
2: Yeah. These are the types of things I think, again, it's like, even a bit more specificity is also helpful for you, um, going even beyond the insomnia to like describe these things that you've just said. Right. It's like, I, I know, you know, the the basics, right? Like you're, you've been trying all these things, but here's, you know, how we can help. So I, you know, I actually just have like so many ideas for you, yes. um, that I'll, I'll make some notes for you, but I think for you, Again, like having coming back to maybe like a clear bio or something, that it's. I also, I meant to ask you like, you mentioned science a lot, but then you use holistic. And I wondered if people might resonate with science backed or like more, more speaking of science. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But like, you know, I'm a holistic sleep coach for women. And then I think I tend to see women who are or women often come to me when because you said that a few times right women often come to me when they've been struggling with their sleep for a long time they've been they've been seeing different practitioners for it they've been on the pills they've been trying some of the DIY stuff and they are ready to stop Messing around with the blue light glasses and the XYZ and are ready to really have a partner in helping them create blah, blah, blah. And again, then we go back to my approach. My approach is maybe a little different than what you've maybe tried yourself or what you've experienced with a sleep doctor. I've spent the last, you know, I spent eight years dealing with my own insomnia and the last two years researching how I never have to go on sleep pills again or like how I can stay off sleep pills forever. And then you can kind of go into, you know, a little bit more about your approach and I'll leave you some, some notes. There's so many things actually for you, but um, <laughs> I don't know, how does some of this feel? We've, we've talked about a lot of things today. Oh yeah.
1: I mean, I think it's been great. I think this is, it's really, really helpful to get another set of eyes because when you're working in it, you tend to get kind of narrow focused mm-hmm. on the minutiae. Yeah. Yeah.
2: that's why I love doing this stuff. But I was going to say, I honestly feel you're doing a lot of the things right. Like it's sometimes I think maybe getting up kind of just like tweaking all the dials, right? So turning up a little bit how specific you are in the situation the women are in, turning up the dial a little bit on your credibility and your approach, right? I think turning up the dial a little bit also on when someone should come to you versus a doctor or specialist. That was one of the questions I wanted to ask you, but, and then maybe turning up the dial just a little bit more on the myths, misconceptions, mistakes. And it's kind of just like a tweak, 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 tweak of, of everything. And it kind of takes it to like a you're ready, like you're ready to kind of go to that next level, which is not necessarily an overhaul. It's sort of like a refinement, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah.
0: Makes and sense. one little thing, have you ever, um, cause you get lots of engagement on your Instagram, but I have a free content ecosystem. Have you ever looked at my content ecosystem? It's because I'm wondering, do you have, I should have looked at this before, but do you have much social proof or case studies at mm. all?
1: I do have a, a
0: highlight um with um
1: some case studies like client testimonials and things like that.
0: Yeah, they should be though, like literally so all the posts. Education, as posts as you yeah, can do. Educational is is one of the content themes that I teach, which is what you're great at. Like, for example, I just remembered your melatonin supplement post. I learned a lot from that. But literally every five posts or so, you want to be incorporating some type of case study or social proof showing that you are doing the thing you say mm-hmm. you do, mm-hmm. even if it's you, um, B-roll video of you typing on your computer and you're like coming up with a customized plan yeah. for this client who works night shift. So cookie cutter advice didn't work for, I mean, obviously, you know, do it yeah. based on the yeah. clients you've seen or whatever, but I think that's one little piece because your Instagram is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one little thing I would add. And then I would also add in just more direct pitches.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm, tr- I'm
1: gradually getting there. I, literally I would
0: just say, Morgan, I would put up a graphic that says I have room for one client starting June 1st. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, you don't, it doesn't have to be hidden in cloak and dagger. I mean, it can yeah. too. Like there's, there's room for both, right? There's room yeah. for like advertorial style where you're like, this is great. And here, let me teach you something. If you want to learn more, come work mm-hmm. with me. Like there's there's room for that style, but there's also room for just like I have two spots open in June. Yeah, and then
2: this is where also an I get you statement works so well, right? If you are boom 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 boom, then this is exactly who I would love to work with. Yeah, book of rediscovery. Blah, blah 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 blah. Okay. Boom.
0: Yeah, and when you can be specific with that, that almost creates FOMO, and people are like, "Well, I'm not quite that person, but I want to be that person. Can you?" <laughs>
2: And you will eventually start getting people who like Molly, I'm I'm sure this happens to you too, of like, well, I'm not this, but I, but I kind of am like, do you still work with that? And you're like, yeah, for sure. Because again, people see themselves a little bit and, and they're attracted to that. Um, Ooh, I get so excited about all the potential for you. So I'll, I'll email you these notes and, and then some templates too. Okay, great.
1: Thanks so much. This has been really helpful.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. Molly, you're going to have like some serious editing to do. Okay. I think this is going to be three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm really sorry. Once everyone started talking, I never, I like, I love hearing the, the stories because that's how you start to get some of the. You know the magic, but then sometimes it's like hard to be. No, know, I know succinct. it's hard to be distinct.
0: And I will just add one thing to hopefully this is helpful with the podcast. If you're having trouble and you you don't have somebody to kind of do this back and forth, you know, mm. dialogue with you, I always go back to your why. What is it called? The six layers of why or the seven layer? What is it? This, However many layers of why? Where it's like Morgan, you want to help women get better oh, sleep. Why? why? Because blah 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 blah. Well, why? because blah, 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 why? And it'll start sounding redundant, but you eventually distill it down. And and Mm -hmm. all of that is great data (laughs) for your messaging as well.
2: Amazing.
0: Thank you for listening to Holistic Marketing Simplified, brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code PODCAST for $100 off. And hey, you know how every podcaster at the very end of their episode asks you to rate and review their podcast? Well, that's because it's super important. These podcasts take a lot of time and heart and effort to produce to bring you free information. So in order for me to be able to continue doing that, we need more people to find out about the show if you could, please just take like two minutes out of your very busy day to leave me a rating and share this on your Instagram stories and tag at Molly A Cahill. That's C-A-H-I-L-L. I would greatly, greatly appreciate your support. I truly appreciate you so much. I know your time is valuable and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.